Welcome to episode 72 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. I'm your host, Taylor Ringgold. Griffin Warner, my co-host, is here. As always, Griff, the World Series is over. And that means this is our final episode of the MLB edition. Griff, we went 2-0 in this week's, in our final week of Best Bets. But before we get into Griff's thoughts, a little rundown what we're going to do on this episode. Of course, we're recapping the last game of the World Series. Then we're going to talk about some of our preseason and midseason predictions, how right we were, how wrong we were with our futures. Let's just say there were some that were pretty bad on both ends, but what can you do? And then we'll give at the end of our show our predictions for futures for next year's World Series. We'll give our long shot best bets and we'll wrap up and that will be the end of the episode. But Griff, what's going on? How are you doing? Final episode. Thoughts? Ah, uh, man, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I feel like the Astros came through uh, in the World Series and I, I felt pretty good on my predictions. I, I had a really good playoffs and I'm uh, very sad to see the season ending. So it's been a grind. 72 episodes, certainly. Um, I've ha- I've enjoyed them all. Uh, swear to God, I have. But uh, I'm looking forward to some time off from yelling at umpires, I got to say. It's been a great year. It's been a great year, and at the end, we'll give our thank yous, and we'll talk about some of our favorite moments. I have a few in my mind, but you're right. This World Series was definitely an overall postseason was awesome. We, A-Rod, I know people don't agree with him. Don't people don't like him. Uh, like, who? like who? Like who? Like who? Yeah, like you and a bunch of others. But he did mention something about last night. The real winner was Major League Baseball as a whole. We saw so many different casts of characters when it comes to teams, players that performed in the postseason we might not have seen really shine during the regular season. And it opened a lot of eyes for certain players and certain certain teams to say, like, hey, look, there's a lot of talent out there. And it was a good World Series. We saw different teams like the Padres and Phillies going into the championship series. No one thought that would ever be a thing. Nobody. I uh, Please, somebody give me their, their pink slips if you are – one of the people that's saying like, yeah, this is what I bet in the beginning of the year. We'll get into ours. Don't worry, everybody. But before we get into our recap of game six and our last final thoughts about the final game of the, the 2022 season, of course, like I've been saying for now, I feel like it's been two months. It is a free chance to win $1,000. To beat Mackenzie Rivers, NBA contest, $500 first place, and a $500 bonus. Mackenzie Rivers, that's Griff's co-host on one of the other shows he does. What show was that, Griff? The European betting uh, soccer betting podcast. There you go. Thank you for the plug. Tune Bingo. in. It comes out every Friday. So he does that, but Mackenzie Rivers also is really good at the NBA. Last year, he earned a profit of 64 NBA units last season. So... For this contest, it's called a Beat McKenzie Rivers NBA contest. The contestant who earns the most NBA units wins $500 cash. But I'm not done there. I'm telling you, I think everyone that's listening to this script knows what's coming next because I've just said it for every episode. But if you haven't done it, you should have be entering this contest. If you win, if the winner earns more units than McKenzie did last year, then the contest winner will win an additional $500. And that is $1,000 cash entered today. It is free. Just go to pregame.com and then click on the contest to find McKenzie Rivers NBA contest. Don't wait. The NBA action is on 
right now. Join today. It's free. $1,000 could be yours. Just join right now. Griff, game six. What a turn of events. Phillies finally grab a lead, and then with a snap of a finger, Martin Maldonado hit by a pitch. Pena gets on. Jordan takes it, and I don't think it hasn't even landed yet. That ball was absolutely fucking demolished. So talk about your opinion about the Jordan home run. Valdez, yet again, dude, yet again, dominates in the World Series. Last year, he had the opportunity to, and he did not do well. He definitely stepped up this year and pitched his pitch just perfect baseball. And the Astros just won their second title in their franchise history. Give me your thoughts. I mean, I felt like the better team won. Uh, I'm happy that that happened. I wonder what the Dodgers are thinking right now, considering they traded Jordan Alvarez for Josh Fields. Um, He's probably picking Daisy in a field somewhere. Uh, And I just, you know, that ball was launched. It was huge because the Phillies went up. Of course, Schwarber a home run as he just carried the team entire postseason, really. Um, What a great year for him. And kind of amazing to see him come from like a catcher prospect to then now being molded to an outfielder and really just a, a home run slugger. But um, it was a great series. Uh, kind of sad. The last game, all you had to do was watch one inning. That was all the scoring. But um, still a little bit dramatic late, I guess, if you will. But uh, I think the better team won. The Astros lineup showed up. Their bullpen was great and uh, didn't even really make it too nerve wracking late. Uh, for, and, and I'm happy for Dusty Baker to finally get a championship. On the fan side for Taylor, right? For Taylor being the fan and not being a fan of the Astros, I mm. am very happy for Dusty Baker and Trey Mancini on winning a World Series. Two guys that it means more to me as a fan or as a viewer to see those two guys. Dusty Baker's been around since he fucking was playing in the 70s. Been around a long time, managed great teams, been to the World Series before, couldn't get it done, finally does it. And Trey Mancini was fucking had colon cancer two years ago. And chemotherapy, went through it, comeback player of the year, wins a title. The story, his story is just it's incredible. But um, you're right, the better team won. I said Phillies in six. I really thought the Phillies had a chance watching how the Phillies played throughout the whole postseason being the Cardinals, being the defending champs, and being the Padres, and it was all on timely hitting. Timely hitting, clutch at-bats, clutch home runs. Uh, You had hitters that were middle of the road, were definitely worthy of starting in a starting lineup like Arise Hoskins, but Hoskins turned into a different player overnight in the Padres series, and it seemed like you have Harper, Real Muto, and, and Schwarber playing the way they've always played all year. And then you bring in a Reese Hoskins, who's hit really well. And Alec Baum had a few moments in that series. And even in the Braves series, you bring that into the world series. I thought it was almost a no brainer that the Phillies had a better, had a, a great chance of winning. We said it before Griff, you, you mentioned it before, right before we started. Maybe one hit could have been the difference in that no hitter game just to get one hit, but getting no hit, it seemed like it was the legit nail in the coffin for the next two games. Yeah, I'm just looking at, I mean, the Phillies lineup. I mean, they were supposed to come in and, and try to outslug the Astros. It clearly did not work. Um, no. I don't know if the Astros played perfectly in this series, but 
Um, Philly didn't really do enough, I don't think, to overcome a talent gap. Uh, and, you know, I feel pretty good. Gave out a best bet for the Ashes to win um, more by more than one and a half games in the series. Um, got a little tighter than I expected, uh, only winning in six. I thought they would do it in five. But um, it, I think it kind of shows that the Phillies, I mean, magical run, Cinderella run even to get to this point uh, and, and good on them for a great run. But they're overmatched. I think the right team won. You don't always say that in sports. I guess it helps in seven game series. Um, but I, I'm very curious to see what the Phillies do next year. I'm curious if like what the Astros do as well, because I feel like they are in really good position to keep competing for years and years. I think the two reasons why the Phillies lost this World Series, and it's tough to put it on one guy, right? The two things I'm going to say, but one of them is Aaron Nola. I mean, an eight ERA in eight and a third innings pitch in the World Series is not acceptable. Am I wrong? Like that? That's their number two starter. It could be an ace on the majority of teams in the league. I mean, I might have gone on record and said it was ridiculous they flip flopped Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler for Game One. Did. Um, Somehow they, I mean, this could have been a, if they don't come back from five, nothing that game, they go to Philly down two nothing. It might not even come back to Houston. It might have ended right. in Philly. Um, but I, I wonder if there's something with Zach's arm that, that made that happen, or if there's some sort of uh, health concern that made it, made it occur. You don't really ever know what's going on in the dressing room, but, or in that locker room. But I think there were suboptimal decisions made might've been due to injury, but uh, ultimately, I think the the Phillies didn't do them a t- themselves a ton of favors. Didn't like what they were doing with their lineups, and uh, ultimately, I think it kind of burned them. Uh, I don't know if I mean Schwarber has hit so well in the, in the leadoff spot, but um, when he's hitting home runs with nobody on base, that's a big, big problem. Unfortunately, so uh, I wonder yeah. if that maybe gets flip flopped or, or changed around next year. Yeah, and, and the, the last thing I was going to mention, but besides that, I I stated. I know you mentioned that, which definitely would be telling. I thought more on the line where it was if it was a do or dive game in game two, they they were down one nothing and try to get a steal one game out of Houston. They had the better pitcher on the mound. That's how my mind was working. I'm in the in the 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 conversation of put your fucking best guy out there first. Like put put your guy out there in game one. Besides that, the last thing I want to mention, the Phillies lineup was horrendous. They were they were it was so bad. They struck out a World Series record of 71 times in six games. 71 times. I can't I I wish I looked up before we started the total of, of how many base runners they left on during the whole World Series. I think there was two games where they they left 18 runners on both times. So you you're you you guys that are getting table setters, right? Like Schwarber. And also, what was Schwarber bunting for? You see that? What, what? Uh, it's not a good idea. And I think that was on strike three as well. Um, Correct. It was, it, it uh, almost looked like they were just getting cannot, cannot. Ex- I mean, I'm sure he had some strategy in there and, and wanted to get on base to set the table. Cause he's more of the eater rather than table setter. I think, um, considering he just swings through the fences, but that was bizarre. I don't know if that's a pressure thing and he cracked a little bit under pressure. Also happy to see your guy, Trey Mancini got a hit in uh, game six to raise his average in the playoffs to a spot zero four eight. So uh, almost hitting 5% of the time, almost. You got to love it. And look, and guess what? He doesn't give two shits about that horrendous batting average. He's a world champ and. And made a really big defensive play. Oh my God. So huge in game five. Huge. Yeah. 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 
the last and final note before we we get into our uh, recap of some of our predictions. The fun, the fun part, you mean? The fun part, correct? As you could hate them, you could love them. We just got to accept it. And whoever's listening that's not an Astros fan still has a grudge over the Astros cheating in the World Series. They played, as we know right now, fair and square. And they dominated from the first pitch of opening day to the final out in game six. They're champs, and you gotta just you gotta let you gotta let it go. You gotta and, and we're gonna talk about the futures if future bets, if they're gonna have a chance next year, which absolutely if you know Jordan Alvarez and Jeremy Pena are the same age. They're 25 years old. They're going to be around a long time in Houston. Oh, yeah. And we saw, and that's the best thing about this. We everyone like baseball guys like you and me, Griff. We saw who we knew who Jeremy Pena was, but now on a world stage, everybody knows who Jeremy Pena is and will going forward. Pena is a superstar. Houston, their front office. Congratulations on them for knowing what they're doing and taking a risk on Jeremy Pena, the rookie, taking over for Correa, who Correa has been been the franchise player over there for, for quite some time. But um also happy it. to say Jeremy Pena, a uh, a Rhode Island baseball player. Um don't yes. think that's been mentioned on this podcast. Uh and not really one of the uh the juggernauts either. Um and no. then found that's his it. way to Maine, University of Maine. I don't know how many uh baseballs athletes they've provided um to the major leagues probably not i mean there's got to be one but um pretty cool i gotta say uh really awesome run for him and i think carlos correa was right when he saw that he was walking he uh he knew that they had something good behind him we've had a great season regular season awesome postseason and an awesome world series just in baseball we've also had a great time on on this show but here comes the fun part ladies and gentlemen we are going to go back in time. We're going to, oh God, we're going to be digging up our, you want to do preseason first and then we'll do midseason, or do you want to just do a mixture of both or one of the other? I think we could do, um, we could do preseason stuff. I, I, I think highlighting the, the best and the worst calls. Um, if you'd let me start, I think, unfortunately we don't have a Cy Young winner yet, but I think Justin Verlander should win that AL uh Cy Young and he was 25 to 1 his World Series wasn't exactly phenomenal but he did kind of get the monkey off his back with that win in game five if I remember correctly so that was nice um and that 25 to 1 Cy Young was uh was I think that'll cover all the other mistakes that were made uh how about you what's what's your favorite call if you got one uh oh, for yeah, the preseason yeah. or i mean you could also do mid-season yeah um whatever whatever you feel like made you look the best um feel free to well, throw that one out there well um well, well um let's just say the mvp in the american league might be my uh actually rookie in the national league might be my worst out of all of them i picked hunter green in the preseason at plus 900 I mean, I, we all thought the kid was going to be electric this year. He just had one of the craziest years you can see. He had a great second. He had a pretty good second half. First half, he, he's good. Honestly, like I'm definitely trying to get him uh, as much as I possibly can. Um, he did struggle a little bit with. Uh, <laughs> I mean, rookies, you know, it's hard to trust them. Uh, he struggled a little bit. Uh, he let up all the home runs this year, almost positive. He let up all of them. Um, I had Adley Rutschen at plus 500 to win the rookie of the year. 
But at preseason, I did change my pick to J-Rod. There was other options. Or mid-season. That, mid-season. Mid-season, excuse me. Yeah, mid-season, yeah. I changed it to J-Rod. Uh, you could have maybe put Pena in that conversation in the American League. Uh, I think it was almost obvious that Rodriguez was going to be the rookie year and most likely will. Um, I'm trying to look here. Um, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Um my worst pick was giving the uh, American League uh, pennant to the Chicago White Sox, who did not make the playoffs. Um, drove me absolutely insane um, throughout the season, as I'm sure plenty of you have, have heard. Uh, I picked them as the one seed, and that's why I picked them to win the AL, because I figured they had such a control of the AL Central um, but then Cleveland knocked him out and I think they finished, they might've finished behind Minnesota as well. So, uh, while there's some good and there's some bad, nope, the white Sox were 81 and 81, a direct average team, um, that I expected to be far better than average. Um, how about you? Uh, or I guess, you know, I'll give one more, my NL Cy Young. I mean, partly due to injury, but Walker Buehler did not have a great year. And I kind of feel like I, uh, voodoo dolled him into Tommy John. So uh don't feel great about that, especially as a uh <laughs> I have a bobblehead of his from Vanderbilt in my apartment that I'm sure is not worth as much as I was hoping it would jump to this year. Um I have I one. do I do like my my Mariners long shot though from the AL. Don't really like my Giants long shot though. I'll tell you this I had the Giants making the playoffs this year as a wild card. Um and just everyone to get everyone a, a representation of our preseason predictions, I know it's been a long time, but that was on March 30th. That wasn't even in April yet. We had that picked up. God, it's like it's November, Griff. We did this podcast yeah. in yeah. March. Yeah, that's how long we've been doing this. I have to give myself a little pat on the back. Uh, I'm trying to look up where the all star break is. So the all star break was July 16th, and this team was set out. The record was at 46 and 44 uh, at the all-star break. I had the guardians making the wild card. They were 46 and 44, two games above 500. I saw something in this team that was, that can be pushed and get into a postseason berth, And they made the postseason, So I was happy about that. Um, I actually got my, um, was that me or you, actually? That, that was me. I had the Guardians. We had the Red Sox. I, I got all the wild cards right. I got Seattle, Toronto, and, and the Guardians correct. But um, I'm happy about that. I'm not happy about how I picked the White Sox to win the Central. So that's that sucks, which is not fun. Not uh, fun. I No, I picked the Brewers to win the Central. That did not happen. Uh, the Giants were the third wild card team. That didn't happen. Um, oh, I, but I got, I mean, it's not really a great one, but, um, we had a lot of ups. We had some downs in our predictions during this we preseason did. second we half. We did. What about your awards besides what about your MVPs rookie, your rookie of the years? I will say, um, great. Awesome. Perfect. Is that, is that what you're thinking of those adjectives to describe my picks for uh rookie of the year? Cause Spencer Torkelson, I think was hit one fifty this year. Yeah, Joey um, Bart. Did he? How much did he play this year? Uh, I think he was losing at bats to uh, the ghost of Buster Posey. So uh, it wasn't really. <laughs> I think I've retired. The guy doesn't didn't play a single game this yeah, year. Yeah, uh, 
Kirk Casale. No, I don't. I don't really even even know. Maybe it is Kirk. Maybe it is Kirk Casale. Giants with a nice 500 record after winning 100 games. I think that was a little bit surprising for a lot definitely, of us, but definitely surprising. You know, it was a good run, and uh, the nice part is, uh, hopefully, Justin Verlander will take the Cy Young, and we can forget about all my rookie of the year dart throws. Go ahead. I have Garrett Cole preseason Cy Young at plus 475. Yeah, that's Most... not 25 to one. No, it's not. But so... um, I'm assuming Cole's going to get second place. Cole had a great year, set the franchise record strikeouts as a Yankee. He earned was... his pinstripes. He certainly did. I, I look, yeah, I know it's a joke. It's all earned the pinstripes. Did he earn his pinstripes? I think he did, though. To be realistic, like he he's he pitched so well in the postseason this year after yeah, all the bullshit he, he gives, you know, and he did his job. The rest, I don't want to get into it. I'm gonna have some I'm gonna get angry. Well, we're gonna we're gonna talk about futures in a second, but any last things you want to recap about our preseason predictions and midseason predictions? Anything else that I catching your I eye? I do here? feel like my best bet on the midseason predictions was the Guardians to win the Central. I feel that I feel good about that one. Um, ultimately, I wish I had been a little bit more in tune with how bad the Twins bullpen was, and that trading for bullpen arms just doesn't really fix it, unfortunately. Um, but I am curious also uh, what's going to happen with that team next year and if they retain my high school, uh, not classmate, but guy from my high school, Rocco Baldelli. I haven't seen him. I don't know if you have any inside information from your time with the Twinkies, but they would have fired him already, I think. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Why wait? You know? Yeah. I mean, when I was there, they fired Molitor, I think, three days after the season was over or two days. They didn't waste yeah. any time. So. I, and also, it's like I feel like that's that's a thing. They're not going to wait around to let guys get comfortable in the offseason. They're sitting in the fireplace, and then they get a call from their GM or their agent saying, like, hey, it's over. It's usually just rip the Band-Aid off. But, um, yeah, I don't think I don't think any of us thought how bad the bullpen was going to be for that Twins team all year long. Just sad because they also did a lot to trade for uh, building it up. Maybe that'll be good for next year, though. I feel like a lot of those guys might move on again. So now we're going to get to some actionable part of this podcast uh, and we'll go through the futures for the 2023 World Series or the uh, is it hunk of metal, as Rob Manfred called it, piece of metal? Piece that, of uh, metal. Yes. God, yeah, that I, everyone. I'll, I'll be honest. I think, I think you for. mentioned that twice on this show and it surprises me every time. To say that someone says that the trophy that every player strives to get, it's a hunk of metal or piece of metal, whatever yeah. it is. Sucks. Yeah. Um, I just can't wait for, I mean, 2023 with robot umps or is it 2024? Please, please tell me it's next year. Cause I don't know. I don't if like I it. Handle it. I don't like that. I don't like it. Oh my God. I, I, I cannot wait. I, I am. Oh my God. I'm so ready. Give me, give me 72 more podcasts. I can't wait to talk about robot umps. Um, but so we'll go through and, and I think what we'll do for best bets in this pod is we'll give a, a long shot that some of you might want to take a look at for World Series champion to hold the piece of metal above your head for 2023. Um, so the Dodgers, the favorites right now, at plus 550, uh, all lines courtesy bet online. Um, we we both really like the Dodgers and I thought they were the best team this year um, by far, but they somehow like drum the Padres all season. Long. Oh, sorry. I do have to, 19. I do. I do have to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I, I don't like doing this. I almost got the record like identical. I almost got it. I, I've said that before. I do want to just say like, I was very close. 
I did 113 and they got 111. I know that doesn't mean shit to anybody, but to me, I was I'm very impressed that I was two games shy. Continue. Sorry to interrupt. I just needed to say that since you're all good. I just you should have bet that over regular season wins over. That would have been uh that would have been a very nice call. Um, but anyway, I, I mean the the Dodgers were the best team. It's yeah. crazy to me that they never win despite being the best team like all the time. But <laughs> That's year. what happens when you're managed by Dave Roberts. I, I don't mean to really blame him. Yeah, over under was 102 and a half wins from what I have. So it would have sailed over. Um, next favorites are the Astros at seven to one, then Braves eight and a half to one, Yankees at 10 to one. And uh, I believe that is with Aaron Judge currently on the roster. Uh, how do we feel about the chances of, of Aaron Judge returning to the Bronx uh, from Yankee Corner? Day by day, I sweat and I sweat. I am nervous because it seems like the Yankees continue to say weird and not direct statements about Judge's future. And Ah. I listened to the Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone press conferences, and they were asked about Judge and will he return? How much money did you offer him? And they were all very weird responses so so you think they don't know or you think that they think the answer is no i think they don't know i think judge wants to be yankee for life throw a c on his chest it just makes sense i was at wfan studios last night having a conversation with some of my compadres and we talked about it and i said you know who else was dealing with off-season negotiations at one point in his career and then became the captain, his name was Derek Jeter. And he was having really awful times with his contract negotiations in 03. And then he gets the captain, gets all the money he wants, he wanted, and then some. Now can Judge do the same thing, get all the money he wants and then some, and then get the C? He can't. It's a matter of the Steinbrunners and and Cashman opening up the wallets. Now, will the now Griff? My question to you is: So we're at sitting at plus one thousand right now. When Judge, we're most likely thinking Judge is on the team at this with this line. Yeah, you had to guess if Judge leaves the New York Yankees, where does that line move to? In your opinion, I think it jumps. So next week, I mean, we have the Blue Jays at ten, ten, uh, plus one thousand, ten to one odds, um, right neck and neck with the Yankees. I imagine that that will push the Yankees below probably the Mets at 12 to one Phillies at 14 to one Padres 14, probably not that low. So maybe in like the Mets region. So, so maybe it won't drop it too bad. I also feel like if judge and that kind of huge hole in the payroll is gone, I want to say they'll probably go make a move to try to uh, fill in that gap. The Yankees aren't exactly poor boys at this point. They're, they're still, they're still going to spend up until that luxury tax market seems to me. So it might even be not the worst thing if judge moves on because then they can end up at, I mean, it's good. They're not going to be able to replace this product, product production or productivity, but they can add probably two guys or maybe even three for that type of cost for the 45 or so million dollars that he's going to requ- require for yeah. a, a single season of, of, of work. Um, but yeah, I, I got, I got to think that, I mean, the Yankees at 10 to one, even though, I mean, it kind of feels a little bit low to me um, just because maybe that is considering judge not being there because they were nine and a half to one on November 2nd of 2021. 
uh, as high as 14 to one on March 29th when we did those podcasts to start our season, but then dropped all the way to three to one. They're essentially favorites, even more likely to win than the Dodgers were in July, uh, right at the all-star break. But yeah, they're the best. Um, game, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're the best record for sure. Uh, August didn't really treat them too well, but no, I think uh, they'd be a plus. They'd be right in the middle of the Phillies and Mets, like red down the middle. They'll be plus 1300. I, I just, it's it, that, want... honestly that might be high. I, it might this this number might be a little bit more cooked for saying Judge is, is leaving. I mean, when I'm looking at San Francisco, they're pretty far down the list at 28 to one. So maybe they're not sure that that he's going there. But um, I, obviously, if Judge stays, I think that 10 to one number gets lower. A lot of Yankee fans out there that have been betting on the Yankees all year and been watching Yankee games. They understand what his productivity brings, right? He, of course, he brings the home runs, the RBIs, drives the runs in. But he's also like this leader on the team. I can, I, I confidently can say this, and I want to get your opinion. I think if Judge wasn't on the team at all, they would be barely a wild card team. I think they would be a wild card team, maybe the second or third. I just think they, I don't think they win the division with the team they have. Well, I, I I'm serious. I, I seeing how inconsistent they were in august but imagine they didn't have judge productivity in august judge was the hottest hitter in the league all year including august when that offense was at its worst but imagine if they didn't have him in that lineup yeah but they have harrison bader now so they probably don't even need Aaron. i don't like that tone i don't like that tone at all and that was sarcastic and that hurt my feelings he was really good i gotta say i've I've always liked him as a cardinal i don't really like yankee players i'll admit but but um, I, I think the Yankees are going to have to retool that bullpen. They'll, they'll figure something out, though. Um, and, you know, a little more time to get Luis Severino back. I mean, they're going to go back at it again. They'll probably add some players, probably need to figure out something to do with, with Josh Donaldson. Um, I don't know if some contracts are coming up otherwise besides Aaron Judge, but that that's clearly the first matter. Um, yeah. And while you cook up a... Uh, a long shot. Uh, I'm do we want to do? Do we don't do AL and NL, or just do one? Uh, we could do one of each, but I, I'm ultimately going to pick one long shot sure. as my as my okay. best bet. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's pick one each, so we have something to hold ourselves onto. But I, we can still do this after after I get a, a promo code out there. But sure. I want to save everyone twenty percent. Use a code SLAM twenty. It's twenty percent off for all listeners of this MLB podcast. Um, sad it's going to be the last one of the year, but very happy that everyone's been with us this whole time. Um, all the feedback we got on, on Twitter has been awesome, and, and we'll get to that in a second. But the, the code is SLAM20, uh, so like a grand slam, but just no grand part of it. SLAM20 gets you 20% off for any picks that you want to find. Uh, mine will probably be like soccer picks for a little while until college basketball gets going. Uh, but you got Steve Fezzik, who just crushes the NFL. Uh, like it's uh, a little easy thing for him to handle where all the rest of us are just trying our best to hit 50% in that, in that league. Unfortunately, thanks a lot to Matthew Stafford today. Just really loved his performance all around. Uh, but other great handicappers, as, as we already mentioned, Mackenzie Rivers had an awesome NBA season last year. Go join that contest, try to outdo him and what he did last year. And you can get a hundred, excuse me, $1,000 cold, hard cash, um, that I think would be worth it. Uh, and I kind of want to play. If you see someone named Riffin Garner in there, it might be uh, me trying to trying to get that cash. Um, but anyway, use the code SLAM20, get 20% off any of the picks on the pregame website. Uh, come around, you know, 
baseball is ending, but we got plenty of other sports in, in the lexicon and we'll be talking about them all. Um, but okay. So we could do, if you want to do AL and NL, I got one that I'm going to pick, um, which uh, I, I feel might. there we go. Great. Very popular guy at this hour. Um, and I got to say, um, you probably like this one as well. But I know, I know, um, I know what you're getting. I know what you're picking. I know I exactly know what you're picking. But go and and you're so you're allowed to uh to to share this. But for my for my best bet for this 70 second episode, I'm going to Seattle Mariners. You piece of shit! I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I mean we've been this this podcast has been very big fans of Seattle. Um, maybe we like the movie Sleepless in Seattle. Maybe we like the weather in the summer. Clearly not the winter there. Um, but at 18 to one on a team that clearly is spending, I mean, traded and kind of came out of nowhere to get Luis Castillo, um, had a really tough run with the Astros, unfortunately, but they ran into the team that won the world series, best probably overall team in baseball. Um, it's going to be tough in that division for sure. And and that's going to be a, probably a big sticking point is maybe at best if the Astros continue to, to be the Astros, they're looking at a wild card round and then having to go on a Phillies type run. But um, they got a little experience in the playoffs this year. They won, knocked out Toronto on the road, which was really impressive, I thought. Um, and, and, I mean, I love the future of that team. I, I do feel like they need to add some hitting. Oh, my God. Put it on airplane mode. Or right, just I don't disturb. I guess I need to. Um, so that's kind of what I'm what I'm thinking. Uh, I feel sure. like I feel like you're also uh, along the same way. Yes, I was going to be picking the Mariners at plus 1,800. And just to give another option on the National League side, uh, I like the Cardinals sitting also sitting there at plus 1,800. Mm-hmm. I, I think the Cardinals just got, you know, it's tough in that wild card series. It was tough before, but I think it's still tough now in a, in a three-game series. Once you go down one, it is just tough as hell to get back there and win the, win the series. and. They got their asses handed to them. But um, on the Mariners' side, they – I wouldn't say they overperformed. I think people people thought this was going to be the year that they were get over the hump and make the postseason. We saw a lot of great things from this team. Julio Rodriguez emerged into a superstar, gets the money he wants, will win the rookie of the year most likely. 28-75 with a two eighty four average. With an OBP of 345, slugging 509, and a OPS of 853. So he had a great year overall. Played, he even got hurt and still had all these crazy numbers here. Missed, he played 132 games. There is some things that were expected of this season that the Mariners did not get. They did not get Jesse Winker that we saw from last year. Jesse Winker was horrible this year, about a 219, 14, and 53. I'd say that the Mariners were disappointed with Robbie Ray and how he pitched this year with a 500 record, a 371 ERA. Won the Cy Young the previous year in Toronto, and it didn't get it, but they also got a great year out of Logan Gilbert. They are going to have Luis Castillo. They're going to have George Kirby next year. They're going to have a bullpen with Munez as probably the, the definite closer next year with Paul Seawald and Diego Castillo. They have the young pitching and the nice bullpen that we've been bragging about and raving about all year. I do agree with you, Griff. They have the money to spend. We saw it in the offseason getting Robbie Ray. They would 
be be a right idea to add to the middle of that lineup with a big bat to help out with Ty France. Cal Raleigh was great this year. I mean, don't look at the batting, don't look at the batting average, but as a rookie, he played really well. And a healthy Mitch Hanniger would be would have been great this year for them. Uh, Cardinal side, I liked them at plus eighteen hundred. I can't really see anybody else that I am confident in that goes gets even lower than that. I mean, Brewers are at plus twenty two hundred. They have a lot of things they need to fix, and that organization doesn't spend money that the way they should. Am I correct there with that statement? Uh, I mean they traded off Josh Hader uh, because they didn't want to pay him. And then that really impacted. That's probably why they didn't make the, the, the playoffs ultimately. Um, Do you think the twins could be an option? I know the twins to win the world series is probably, it's a crazy thing to say, but they have, they have the talent around them. They have young talent that's waiting to play and waiting to perform. It's the bullpen and the injuries that, that really hurt this team. And they're at plus 5,000. That's an extreme long shot. Yeah. I, I think of that fifty to Gar- one area. I think I would rather choose the Orioles than the uh, the Twins. I think the Orioles future Guardians are too. Guardians are at plus five thousand as well. So I'm I'm just throwing out some numbers here for everybody to to figure out here at certain long shots here. But the long shot that I'm most comfortable in to win the World Series is the same one as my counterpart here. You just have to go first. Uh, it is the Seattle Mariners, but my second pick would be sitting at the same spot with the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. I think if, if I'm going to go a little bit further, the Rays at 25 to one, I think will be a playoff team. Um, they seem to do it every year, but there are limitations for that, that franchise. For that I might club. throw some cash in the Orioles just a little bit. You never know. You just never know. I know it's a lot. It's, it's a long, long shot, but they are going to have a full season of Henderson, a full season of Rutschman. Another, it's a second season for Rutschman. So, and you know, they have, Maybe Grayson Rodriguez gets an opportunity to pitch. Hopefully he does next year. Fucking should. And the guy's a beast. Yeah, it's just a really hard division. I mean, I, I feel you. I, I, like I, the I, idea. I get it. I just throw a little cash. You never know. I mean, who, who thought the Phillies would make the World Series? Nobody. Yeah, you could do a pizza bet, as uh, as some people would call it. Okay, so we'll both say the uh, Seattle Mariners at 18-1 are our long shot picks for the 2023 piece of metal. I mean, World Series champions. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. I'm really thankful to everyone that's been with us this whole year. It's been a grind doing three shows a week during, during the week and during the dog days of summer. Um, thank you all for being with us for the whole time, the feedback, the retweets, the likes, all that sort of stuff on Twitter. Um, very, very much appreciated. Even telling us how little you wanted to hear about the Cincinnati Reds facing the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. We don't make the schedules. We just go off of them, and, and they unfortunately play 19 times a year. We do appreciate the feedback that nobody wants to hear about the, the cellar dwellers. But uh, then we also found out that we had a lot of people that cared about us in the Pittsburgh and Cincinnati metropolitan areas. So uh, it's been real. It's been fun. I've had a great time and I look forward to a future of more MLB edition podcasts. All right, Kayla, you guys can follow me at Taylor Ringgold on Twitter. And like I say, every episode, follow me on Instagram. I'll be making a recap video on Instagram and TikTok talking about my predictions on the World Series and just kind of dissecting the World Series as a whole in just about a minute or so. And then follow my website, look up all my content that will be on there, taylorringgold.com. And my final words for our final episode, I'd like to say thank you to everybody that's listened to our very first year doing this podcast. 
It was an incredible ride for me. I got to talk baseball every single day. That's what I've strived to do my whole career. And I've had I've had opportunities throughout my career, but doing it an entire season has been a pleasure. And getting to know and having some of you guys follow Griffith and I throughout the season and tweeting at us saying how wrong we are or how right we are. Thanks for the picks. We love it all, negative or positive. That means you're listening, and we always appreciate you guys listening each in every episode, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That Wednesday episode, everyone loved that episode, including us. We love baseball. We love talking about baseball. We love betting on baseball. And I'd like to say thank you also to pregame.com for letting us do this for a living. So thank you so much. We will catch you guys next season. A great episode, a great season, and a great year. Under RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition, we will see you guys in 2023.